This is Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives online. I'm Sarah Tasker and this is episode 49. Hi gang, so this week's episode is touching on a topic that's super close to my heart and it's also with possibly one of the most inspirational women I've ever spoken to. She's going to be blushing when she hears me say that in this introduction but I think by the end of this interview you're going to be agreeing with me. I'm not going to say too much more, I'm going to let Sarita, who's this week's guest with her husband Rob, explain their journey in their own words. But do check out the show notes at the end and click over and give Sarita and Rob some love after this episode because I think it's a vulnerable one and as anyone who's ever put themselves out there into this scary digital world of ours will know, it feels good to hear from the people listening and realise that the world is much smaller and cosier than we sometimes think. Hi Sarita, welcome to Hashtag Authentic. Hello, good afternoon. It's really lovely to have you here talking to us today. Oh no, thank you for having me. I'm yeah, I'm really pleased to be speaking to you. And I'm just going to mention for anyone who can hear it that my birds are kind of having a little party in the background right now. I think they're excited that you're going to be on the show. So I apologise for the distracting audio in the background. But for anyone who hasn't come across your work yet, could you give us a quick introduction to who you are and what you do? Right. So I'm Sarita and I'm the founder of Lifestyle Studio and Store Moments of Sense and Style or Moss for sure because it's based on the old adage which rings true a rolling stone gathers no moss because four years ago our life was hectic we were always on the move always rolling but life made us stop and now it's time to slow down take root and gather moss I love that that's the that's the foundations of the name um within that it's I create lifestyle products and the ethos is of beauty and simplicity Everything's made in England and I want to create products that encourage everybody to slow down, um, embrace their senses and do it in style, really. So, yeah, that's that's me. That's a perfect name then. Um, And you and I met at an event, it was a couple of months ago now, and you introduced your business and you told the story of how it was formed. And it was a really powerful story. So I was hoping, would you mind sharing that story with everybody now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was back in March we met, actually. Gosh, that's Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it's quite a story, isn't it? So my partner Rob and I met whilst we were living and working in Hong Kong. We were both designers, worked in branding and user experience, and I worked in fashion. And we'd both lived parallel lives before we had the pleasure of meeting each other in Hong Kong. And however, life changed in a heartbeat on the 27th of September 2014, when Rob suffered a severe brain hemorrhage and stroke. And life hasn't really been the same since. To make things more complicated, we were actually on holiday in Sydney when our home was in Hong Kong. And I can't even begin to describe it all articulately, but hopefully that gives you all an insight into into how we've all started. Because when I said that life made us stop rolling and it was time to take root, that was that was the life changing event that pretty much made stopped us in our tracks. It's absolutely a huge event, kind of an everything upside down. And how long were you then in Sydney for, kind of following the hemorrhage and, and Rob's recovery? We were there for three months and uh, Rob was in a coma for a couple of weeks. And when he came around, he had complete right side paralysis and com- no communication. Like He wasn't able to speak and he couldn't read or write. And it came apparent quite quickly that our life in Hong Kong wasn't really going to be an option and that we would need to move back to the UK 
to be with family and support really so we spent three months working on getting him flight ready which is in itself for anyone quite a challenge to fly Mm. back from uh, Australia let alone after brain injury and that was the first time that he'd left hospital actually there was the day that we went to the airport we had to get him well enough to be able to step onto the plane because no airline would take him of course so yeah we had to get him well enough so that he could transfer from the wheelchair at the front of the plane to his seat so that was our mission when we were in Sydney so physically was we uh you know were really pushing and it was the it was the speech and the communication that was was a real challenge we, we just he just couldn't he understood what we were saying but and by because he was squeezing our hand but words just didn't come but I had an idea to help him and that was to encourage him to draw and I taught him how to hold the pen and how to draw simple shapes and then soon after it just started to flow and then that opened it was open up our world really and that's how we communicated um, and having to communicate that life in Hong Kong was over and that we were moving back to the UK all through hand squeezes and sketches is, is, is was quite a conversation. Yeah. So this is something kind of it takes me a little bit back to my old life when I worked in speech therapy. Obviously, some of the students I worked with, for my in my case, it was people with learning disabilities, but there was absolutely an awful lot of communication impairment. And, and when you're going through something difficult in life what we all do quite naturally is just talk don't we that is all the therapies that exist involve going and sitting opposite somebody and talking and when that's taken away from you it's incredibly isolating and I imagine for you it was also equally lonely because the person you most wanted to talk to the one person who could understand what you were going through you had that barrier between you of the words wouldn't come oh my goodness it's actually making me so emotional because you you genuinely get it (laughs) It's making me emotional too. Just it's so difficult, and I really feel for you both. Oh goodness! I mean, all the time I was still, I was really trying not to show my emotion to Rob because obviously I had to show him it it was going to be okay and just radiate love and positivity, and that at some point he will feel a little bit better and that we're going to get back to family and that tried to, I tried to sell going back to the UK as an adventure. Because to realise that not only physically your life has, has changed, but also that your home is not going to be your home anymore and that you're not going to necessarily go back to work. Or, you know, when something like this happens to somebody, you generally have something to hold you up, like mm-hmm. whether it's your job or your own home to go to, or uh, there's something that stays constant that you can ground yourself with but we you know every single slate was wiped clean like we lost our home our jobs Rob's health obviously our identities everything just gone in a heartbeat yeah even the friends I imagine that you were used to seeing day in day out that's all going to change yeah just even just the food you eat your routine like apps like the, the, the adjustment on so many levels is has just been insane and that's why I was saying it's so hard to articulate in a in a nice soundbite but hopefully <laughs> I, can, um, I can try and get get some of it across for you and your listeners just the most huge upheaval and and you, you touched on it there that kind of that that identity because it's something that we've explored on this podcast before in a much smaller way but when you leave one job for another maybe a job that feels very high powered for one that feels much more slow paced or one that has lots of kind of um, social weight and you feel it's very worthy for one that maybe is seen as less worthy. So you guys were grappling with that kind of change 
on top of all the other identity shifts that, that were going on for you it must have just been the biggest head fuck basically that <laughs> I can imagine I'm so glad that you you just swore then because oh my god <laughs> yeah that is the only way I can describe it I mean bloody hell I mean complete shock is is one one way to describe it really because uh, we were essentially stripped bare mm-hmm. and we lived in a different country we have already touched on this we ate different food conducted our lives differently we we're running at a 24-hour city asia pace where anything is possible you know we both had high-flying jobs where like we traveled a lot as well so to have quite an adventurous lifestyle to going to having to essentially Rob was like a six foot three baby in a way he had to learn how to swallow how to chew before the the bigger challenges like learning how to walk again I mean it really was starting from scratch but I guess once you're stripped of all of that you you really do find out who you truly are yeah and the one thing that we that we had was each other it's been such a, a harsh but valuable lesson in what actually is the meaning of life without getting too too in depth yeah no absolutely though like it's the kind of experience you wish on nobody but I think so valuable that you two have this and that you're willing to share that new perspective with the rest of us and what you learned because you've come out of it so positive and so wise that's how it seems from the outside oh goodness thank you but what keeps me positive is Rob and his attitude and determination because frankly he's just so happy to be alive and to have another day and it's you know the last four years as a essentially a carer has taught me so much more about love and life and the world than any job or any career that I had before. It reminds me of um, one of my favourite students not that you can have favourites but obviously you secretly do Um, so um, I'm gonna I'll call him Jim just to protect him but he had had um, a similar massive acquired brain injury had no verbal communication and so we started out with him just with picture boards just with pictures of different symbols and he would point to the one that he wanted to that was his answer to a question so I would always start each session with saying how are you feeling and um he there was like a smiley face for happy and there was another face that was for excited and he'd always point at excited and I'd be like what what are you excited about which obviously he couldn't answer and I was really confused and it took me a couple of sessions to realize the reason he was going for that face was because it was more happy than the happy face it was fucking thrilled that face and even though he had all of this going on for himself and he was going through such a difficult time he wasn't just happy he was ecstatic to be alive and it was it was a really humbling experience to work with him oh wow sounds like quite a young man I know I put actually you put some of these questions to Rob for me didn't you as well so that we could hear from him during this episode did so let me see if I can find the clip but this is what Rob had to say about his sense of changing identity hi hi I'm Rob McKenzie um I do art ideas and moss so before, your Howie Powered job, you were a design director. How have you had to change along the way? Um, hard. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. yeah. Big changes. Changes completely. It's now another thing. There's still a bit of Rob design director in there though. Um, yes, maybe.
but I'm I now trying to so. do another thing, you know. I think this for 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 art is a new thing and I'm just trying to do another thing. A new path. Path. Yeah. Path. So it's a new identity for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd say this whole thing is, is a new identity for both of yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. Because it changed both our lives, yeah, really. Yeah. I still think we're pretty hot, though. <laughs> Shh, not here now. <laughs> no, just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be shy about it. We're, like, pretty hot design couple. Worked hard, played hard. Went to cool places, travelled. We had like a proper identity as that kind of person. Okay. So I'm gonna hold on to at least the hot part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everything else has gone out the window. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I guess one thing that we've had to keep as well with our identity is humour. Humour. Oh God. Humour, that's the way. <laughs> I think the sense of humour this has got us through as well. I know, yeah, definitely. Oh, it makes my heart sing to hear his voice out <laughs> It's really lovely to hear the two of you together, actually, like the back and forth and banter and, like you say, the, the humour. And it feels like, to me, like you seem such a positive person and that what a gift for Rob to have in his life, going through that really difficult time, to have you there by his side oh wow I'll be honest though I've had to dig deep but essentially what other option was there for me really apart from to radiate some positivity and some love because I think in in all of it I was also trying to convince myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah don't get me wrong it's not all love and light all the time um I've had some really dark dark times and it's incredible like going back to that sense of identity it's incredible how much we let a job or a country or, or, or something about our life define us yeah that's such an interesting point because yeah all those things you've described we we do let all of those things define us but they're not the things that really matter they're just kind of the packaging aren't they yeah it's just that's just like the icing on the cake really isn't it yeah but and, and that's what I mean by this whole thing is has taught me so much more about life than myself because I've had to really get comfortable with with who I am even all the flawed and ugly bits as well there's no hiding behind anything when when you're stripped of 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 all that that we use to hide behind really it's it's powerful stuff it's really powerful stuff I'm feeling so emotional recording this with you let's go then to so how did this all start to come about this you're going through this huge upheaval you've lost kind of all of your touch points of familiarity in your life you're living, it was Lincoln, was it you moved straight to Lincoln? Yeah. To be closer to family. So how from that did you suddenly start to build a business? Oh, it didn't all come off straight away. I mean, I initially did try and keep up my old job. I was just hanging on to the coattails of, yeah. of working in fashion and convinced my old company, who were based in Hong Kong, that I could work remotely and co commute continents which even as I say it I am like how did I even think that was okay for a normal person <laughs> let alone 
what I was going through. But I think adrenaline just powered me through and I wasn't ready to absorb or acknowledge the trauma that I'd been through. Mm. I just wanted to so I haven't got time for this. I just need I need to work and I need to crack on. So just got on with it. And so I was commuting between London, Lincoln and Hong Kong, like you do. Um, <laughs> and trying to and at that point Rob still wasn't wasn't so um cognitively aware of what was happening or what mm. was going on. And it, it, he didn't really notice me being away so much. And I did my utmost to be back towards the end of the week and be at home all weekends as well but then as he got better and better towards the first end of the first year leaving him and just got just it was heartbreaking we were both in absolute bits and states every time I had to leave because I was the one that would invest time in him if and he would plateau when I wasn't around he would end up just kind of staying indoors and Mm. really stimulated so I had a lot of soul searching to do and I made a decision that if I was going to do this, I needed to be all in. And so moved in full time with Rob and his parents. And that's when it really hit me. That's when I went to like the depths of despair because I didn't have anything to hold on to then. That identity was truly gone. I was now a full time carer. I threw myself into Project Rob, of which obviously I'm very proud of because hmm. it's, um, it's coming on. But <laughs> I started to to feel really lost. I mean, it was a huge run. I was physically and geographically and mentally isolated. I was just heartbroken in a city with no network because we've moved to Lincoln where Rob's family were. But Rob and I met in Hong Kong. So obviously I didn't really have a connection. Oh, so that was just another level of complexity. And obviously, we were just at that point living in a spare room. So it couldn't really get much less glamorous. <laughs> and I'd be fair to say I probably hit a rock bottom. And blogging actually came to me as an idea, as an outlet. That could be my connection with the real world. That outside community, uh, finding your people. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sure what or how... I'd had the idea of what I wanted to call it because I'd found the idea of, of moments of sense and style or moss scribbled in a sketchbook that Rob and I had talked about in Hong Kong even like a few years before. Yeah. And I thought, right, okay, I'll call the I'll call the blog that. And I was but I had a really strong sense that I didn't want it to be a verbose, wordy blog banging on about my woes. I was I wanted to create like a, a mood, a feeling, um, a visceral journey, if you will more for myself at first uh, writing as therapy but then as I shared it people really connected to it not only just people who who knew me and knew our story but strangers were getting in touch and that spurred me on and so that slowly started to help build my confidence back up and inadvertently I was curating an aesthetic for the brand Mm. all those creative skills that you'd been using in your past job obviously still needed an outlet and creativity is therapy as well in itself, isn't it? Oh, goodness, yeah. I feel so passionately about how creativity can heal in whatever format it takes for you as an individual, whether it be singing, cooking, drawing, anything that you can express yourself with can really help heal some whatever's going on for you, I think. We don't give it enough credit. Because you mentioned that Rob started to draw, and I know like his drawings are fantastic. I've got his Sydney drawing on my office wall. 
But was he much of a drawer before? So Rob was um, a trained designer. So he used to sketch in 3D and do interiors work for stores and 3D branding and things. So his sketching was really more business-like. Mm, and quite technical. and Technical. and But he was obviously very good at communicating through visuals. His drawing has got 10 times better since having to communicate through sketching. And now that he's been he's been going to an art class as well. And they've really nurtured that side of him and in, encouraged him to get more expressive with his, his mark making and his sketching. And he can really capture an essence of a place with just a black ink pen, which is quite a talent, really. A huge talent. And, and also, presumably for him, a really great outlet. I just recorded an episode the other day, actually, with a photographer called Carolyn Mara, who she uses her photography as kind of therapy when she's going through something difficult. If she can't put it into words, she puts it into a photo instead. So similar idea. Yeah, I mean, what a fantastic way to, to get something out of you. Because we've got to feel it to be able to process it and heal it. And if we can actually create something beautiful out of it at the same time, then, then wow, we've, you know. Absolutely. And even with all the words in the world at your disposal, sometimes they're, they're not enough to get out what's in you. So drawing or photography or other creative means can definitely be a way to put the undescribable into being yeah definitely and I think sometimes words can um, hold so much weight and so much authority when sometimes you're not quite sure whether you want to label anything mm. that's a really good point actually <laughs> we live in a world that's very defined by words yeah and sometimes it's it it just is you know <laughs> it just exists as what it, just, it is uh, yeah and we don't need to attach things to it it's just it's just there and then we can do what we will with it afterwards. I loved actually the conversation you and Rob had about his drawing. Let me see if I can find it. What about what the exhibition? So, Moss and work doing the drawings for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It gave you the chance to do the exhibition at the university. Yeah. Yeah. That was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> Is it something that you would have done before brain injury? Um, not from art or... I don't think I would have done, but but now... This is a new thing, you know? This is amazing what we're doing. Um, and it's just amazing what we're doing now and it will get better so are you going to have more exhibitions yes definitely so slowly but surely good what would you say to other people like you with a disability who want to build something creative or do something like we're doing? What advice would you give someone? Um, positive action always is um, because it can't be negative or um, All the positive. Oh no, hang on. Sorry, I was about. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. 
What was the first one? What would you say to someone like you who wants to do something with a business idea? Um, what advice? What would you say to them? What I can do is um, art. It's a beautiful thing. Um, anybody can do it. Everybody can do it. Um, drawing and just colouring or drawing the um, pen. You want people to just try? Try. Just try. Try. All those do is a pen. Um, doesn't matter if they're any good or nothing about it. They don't know, but they have to do just drawing, pen and colour. It's amazing what they're doing. It's, Rob's just put into words exactly what we were saying, really, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it is incredibly moving to hear him just try and articulate the best way that he can. To, and just the fact that he just wants to encourage everybody. Yeah, but I, I feel like as well, he's got that from you. Like, this, is a, <laughs> this is the team approach, right? Because I'm sure there was a time when he did not feel like anything was possible. And you leading the way with what you've created has really opened avenues for him as well. And now you've got this kind of joint venture. Yeah, I w- I'll take that. It is, <laughs> yeah, <a> team- <laughs> it is a team effort. I, I mean, I'll be honest, I saw a spark in Rob the moment he was out of his coma. He was very much him and you could see that he was frustrated as hell but if we could just have like channel it in the right way then he could he could do something, he could do it. He just simply needed a reason to get up each day. I mean fundamentally that's all we need, right? A reason for being. And that's what you've created for yourselves with this business and, and it's a really powerful thing because I think a lot of us can end up in business through those trappings that you mentioned earlier, through social status or through a desire for money or a desire for uh, to mean something about who we are. And for you guys, it seems to have come from a much deeper place of just needing to create and needing to, to connect and needing to have purpose. Absolutely, yeah. It's not anything other than like just this is who I am. <laughs> It shows through. It really shines through in in what you guys do, so so that we can both catch our breath. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is so moving. Let's talk. Let's talk practicalities. So you started a blog and you've started to build a community. How did you then decide to take that further? It wasn't an, a, an easy progression from the blog. I knew I wanted to to start with products, and I originally thought about doing leather goods because that was I was working on on bags like just before everything happened and I think I found my my perfect job actually working in handbags and I was just like oh that's that's it that's the answer that's what I'll do but actually the the practicalities of that in terms of funding and finding factories and I did try um and it's not never say never who who knows might come Mm. around that one day but I think also I need to highlight the practicalities of moving back to the UK after having lived not lived here for a few years is that I couldn't even get a credit card or get a loan oh for a car. Like all of these things that like everyday stuff you just don't think about. So 
no one would lend me any money. And starting a business in a new country as well, you've got to persuade the banks that you are worthy of having a business yeah. account. So I found it a really hard graft and I would the leather bags option was just too much of an outlay to be able to, I was like, right, back to square one. And there was something about going to um, my cousin's wedding in Paris that gave me, um, it was only a short trip, but I took the train and it gave me some time on my own for the first time in a long time. And there was something about the smells and the scent of France in the summertime that just made me think about smell and sense the sensory impact of that and memory because obviously being around brain injury I was really aware acutely aware of how the senses Mm. really impact our world which then got me thinking about what about scented candles what about sharing our story through scents and that's yeah that from blogging to that point was probably about nine ten months and even then that was just an idea so I then had to figure out how to do that from my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) whilst whilst also being a carer and adjusting to life in a new country and everything else yeah but you know what I think it was it was needed I you know no other door was opening for me um because within all of this I was trying to apply for part-time jobs or even full-time jobs actually elsewhere to try and make a fresh start but sadly having a a CV with international experience doesn't necessarily guarantee doors will open and it was that was quite a a knock to my confidence as well going back to that identity thing and like feeling that you know that you're of a certain level and that you're able to like work your way up but actually no this whole thing like knocked me for six and I just thought no one's coming to save me I'm gonna have to just open my own door or create a door for me to open myself and it was riddled with doubt and anxiety and fear and but I just needed a a, a channel an outlet and and that's where the candles came from really so the candles you have Sydney Hong Kong and Lincoln is it the three yeah, so we start in Hong Kong because obviously that's where we met and it's called Wanda Tamamo Temple, which is an ancient temple which is surrounded by skyscrapers and the modernity of like the new Hong Kong and the modern world. But it's such a magical small space and you can the smell of the incense like lights the streets up and you can smell it on your clothes. So that's number one. And then number two is Sydney in springtime because that's where life changed for us but we still hold it dear to our hearts we had a magical first day and it sums up the that essence of wind burnt cheeks in the sunshine and then number three is Doddington Fields on an autumn morning and that's based on Lincolnshire because that's where we are now and Doddington was where I used to go and just try and connect with nature and and ask myself what what on earth is am I doing or what's the next step trying to reconnect with the outside world and get some clarity really so it really is a a raw centered journey but one that lots of people have connected to whether it's their own experiences of those places or whether it's our story or even just liking the smells I'm just in awe of everybody who's supported us because I'm really proud of the product as well because obviously product design and development that's my background so I'm, I'm so glad that that's been able to come through as well it's not 
it's more than just a candle though <laughs> yeah yeah it really is uh, well like you say the branding is beautiful like everything about your whole kind of brand experience is just a joy to be a part of I have the Sydney candle and what's funny is I had it before we traveled to Sydney so I was in Sydney just last month and it was absolutely it, my sense of Sydney kind of existed already because of that candle it was magical <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> And so Rob has done drawings, hasn't he, that go with each of the three locations as well? Yeah, so Rob's done the, the drawings for each destination, which that was purely of an idea of seeing him feeling a little bit lost off like with his recovery and his, his artwork. And I was wondering how I could get him involved with the business as well and, and give him a purpose and, and something to work on. So I briefed him un like unknowingly what they were going to turn out like and he blew me away I mean the pieces that that you see are just pretty spectacular yeah yeah they really are <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just simple line drawing it's incredible the power of, of just the pen and what he's able, what magic he's able to create through that and they link back to each scent as do our notebooks as well so they the colors are inspired by each destination as well and everything is sourced or made from things made in in England is that right yeah no so I've, I've partnered with family-run businesses as local to us in Lincoln as possible and yeah everything even down to the labeling the packaging everything is is created in the UK and was that born from practicality or was that a particular passion of yours it was a true passion of mine because I've pretty much sold my soul to China for <laughs> my career and really just wanted to invest back into home and the local economy and a slower pace of things and I think that's purely because of everything that's happened to us so I've really gone back to my roots and my craft yeah so I studied textiles um, at university and it was all very crafted and hands-on and um, obviously everything that's happened to us over the last few years has, has really made me think about who I am and what I want to do and, and what what my passions are and investing in into small family-run businesses that are more craft-based is, is very very important to me because you are a small family-run business that's craft-based now I suppose yes exactly <laughs> um, yeah want to just we've got to lift each other up haven't we absolutely and how is that so I mean I, my husband came on board with my business a little while ago and I've, I've certainly encountered the surprising challenges of working with your spouse um, and you and Rob are doing this as well as well as everything else as well as navigating the other new territory that you've got between you how do you find working with your husband he is your husband now right you two got married yeah yeah he is yeah we eloped last year that's a, that's another part of the story I'll come back to that so essentially I'm Rob's carer which is a full-time job in itself so our situation is quite unique in that first and foremost, his needs come first. Yes. And then alongside that, I focus on the business and it's it's pretty much just just me driving it all. I do everything like from a day to day basis, but I brief Rob on things as and when like the drawings and he is like a glamorous assistant, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of t casts his eye over stuff and gives me the nod of approval, which is how he would have worked in his previous role as well, <laughs> <laughs> just directing everybody and getting the, the best out of his stuff. But yeah, it is pretty much me. I, I, I get all British about it and go, oh no, we, the royal we, but actually it's, it is me. It's you doing a lot of hours. It is. Slugging it out. I, I, 
you know it's and it's only as the business is is running at the pace that our life is at now so it's not really comparable to um someone with a business plan and a forecast it's evolving at our pace and i work on it when i can really and i'm sure that the the balance will will start to shift as rob makes great gains but as we're learning recently that the world of brain injury is built on shifting sands mm. so the one joy is that it is flexible and it is on my terms so yeah and we put that question to rob didn't we actually how it was working with you uh, yeah he was quite diplomatic <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to work with me it's amazing it's every day there's been something new enjoying and we're just going for it there are any bad sides to it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's the naughty laugh why what well there's lots from from me and you yeah in what way for everything for god in my brain it's um, not disturbing, but it's like... It's disturbing working with me. No, 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 no. It's like, um, I know it, I know it nice. No, what is it? But I can't You can't remember. Help. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, I'll get the car, but, oh, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even if I go down studio, oh, no, that's going to be... Lincoln, that's too small. That's uh, hard. <laughs> oh, what you can't do, it go yeah, on your own. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like you're my glamorous assistant at the moment, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do stuff and then you give it the once over. Yes. And you tell me whether you like it or not. Yes. That's about right, isn't it? Yes. Well, I do it, but you'll still go another angle so I'll try <laughs> hey what are you saying <laughs> uh, probably we have good debates oh definitely that's that's what it is I would say that you're a stickler for stickler uh, proportion proportion and yeah. scale scale so when I do like brochures and things you're always in millimetre perfect yes. on my presentation skills yes. Whereas I kind of clobber it, clobber it, clobber it, wing it, <laughs> wing it. Sorry, wing it. <laughs> you get the millimetre ruler out, yeah. whereas I would do it by eye. Um, but yeah, I guess I brief you into doing certain things. Yeah, and so do most most of the stuff. Yeah, and you're along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely good. But I would say it's. A good ride for you to be on. Definitely, you know. For both of us. Definitely is. We're going. We're doing everything, you know. Every day. It's really powerful to hear Rob talk about it in his own terms, actually. And like, I'm really grateful to both of you for sharing that with us because it can be quite intimidating. I know if communication is difficult to put your voice out. Well, to to talk to anyone, let alone to talk on something like a podcast. Oh, I know 
bless him and obviously my voice is on there as well because when I asked him the questions without interacting he really struggled so yeah I needed to support him in that way to be able to make it more of a a fluid conversation for him but he's doing brilliantly he's making my heart sing it's and do you know there's so many people out there who have similar communication impairments and we just don't hear from them you know it becomes kind of a hidden away thing just just because of those difficulties and those barriers so it's really powerful to kind of for everyone to hear the realities of living with you know with a brain injury with communication impairment and also how much can still be achieved oh god yeah I mean this could happen to absolutely anyone I mean and it does on a daily basis but when something happens to you society tends to kind of throw you off a cliff yeah it's when it's when you need the people around you the most and you need that connection and that community yeah I mean the whole attitude towards recovery and disability has has really opened my eyes and as a society we really do seem to decide everyone's fate and and put people in boxes and that's not just because that's for me or you as as women or as a person of of, um, mixed heritage like I get put in certain boxes and if you add disability into the mix oh my goodness like that's a whole different thing to the point where they don't quite know what to do with you (laughs) but I think it's it's incredible that you're letting us have this platform so I feel really passionately that everyone has the potential everyone's got something to offer we just need to give them a chance or a platform to be able to do it and and just a bit of patience as well absolutely I couldn't could not agree more if if the right support is there then anyone can achieve whatever it is they want to achieve and I kind of feel like there's no excuses for the support not to be there like we are a developed country the support should exist to help people be whatever it is they want to be yeah and then god that brings me on to like how we connect with each other as humans and like compassion and supporting somebody because without that then we wouldn't be doing this you know because it's incredible how you find out who your friends are for sure when you go through like this should we have a little listen to rob talking about his communication yeah so do you want to tell me about your speech speech that's um it's um, aphasia. 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 Yeah. Why is that? That's um, complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> yeah. Why is your speech affected? Um, I know here, but the speech is tricky. Yeah. Really tricky. Is that because something happened to your brain? I think so. <laughs> what happened? Um, it's gone away your brain's gone away yeah yeah um they've gone you had a brain brain hemorrhage and a stroke yeah Yeah. how many years ago um nearly four years ago nearly four years ago and it was just out of the blue wasn't it completely yeah (laughs) completely yeah yeah but you know what's incredible yeah You've got some speech. Some things back. <laughs> I would say a lot yeah. back. Yeah. Because you had nothing. I have nothing at all. Yeah. yeah. But slowly it's coming back. It's slowly coming back. Yeah. And you're learning to read. Read. And write. write. But I understand that's really hard. Yeah, of course. Mm. Mm. 
because you also have problems with your eyes. Eyes, yeah. On the right eyes, there isn't. There's nothing. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. So you're blind in your right, right eye. Right eye, yeah. Because when people um, reading or writing, that's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. As well. <laughs> you're doing really well, though. It's better. He is doing tremendously, I have to say. Oh. Like, his communication is fantastic. I wonder if you've got advice that you would give to your old self, kind of that that version of you living that fast-paced life, uh, knowing everything you know now. Is there anything that you would you would tell her? Do you know what I was really like thinking? I really have been thinking about this a lot because obviously I don't have any regrets of any path that I've taken because I wouldn't yeah. be where I am now. But one thing would be to just follow my instincts more, whether it'd been on a personal level with relationships or whether even in the workplace that in your gut something doesn't feel right but then we've been overriding it and using our brains to make decisions when actually that gut feeling's there for a reason my goodness yes yeah we tune it out it's almost like we drown it out with with as much noise as we possibly can big time and actually like I probably didn't listen to mine properly until all of this has happened and then I've had to just go on my instinct because I had nothing else to follow and I've realised that I am enough. Yes. No matter what anyone else had tried to tell me otherwise within the career world or whatever else. Oh my goodness, more than enough. You are one in a million. I, I'm sure that's you're not going to just accept that compliment, but <laughs> you, just just your attitude to everything and the positivity and the motivation that you bring to keep moving forward. I know you say you had no other choice, and I understand that, but I do think face with that situation a lot of other people may have gone in a different direction that was less positive both for you and for Rob oh wow thank you I think it all just boils down to love really love is all you need it is tell us then the story of the wedding because we love a good wedding story obviously (laughs) oh it's it's pretty special so Rob proposed on the year anniversary of his brain injury which was just magical in itself it's the first night that we'd had on our own since everything happened and we booked a hotel just an hour away from from his parents in Stamford obviously I was just more giddy about the fact that we were getting to spend a night as a couple because we'd been living on other people's terms for so long um so I hadn't really suspected anything but (laughs) very good speech and with some help from his sister and his mum he had got a ring which was absolutely perfect as well and he had to ask me twice because I was like what did you say (laughs) just because his speech was just perfect and obviously impressive so that was obviously a beautiful engagement but obviously then had to go back living with his parents and we had a couple of years of just living with them and we managed to finally move out and live independently at the end of last year. We just thought, sod it, let's just elope. Um, <laughs> so we did. <laughs> because a wedding in the conventional sense, you know, Rob struggles so much with neurological fatigue. He has mm. epilepsy. Complexities of brain injury are so much so that a normal wedding just wouldn't be right. And also, you know, who's that day for really yeah and we just thought let's just go away the two of us and we eloped to the Kintai Peninsula which is on the west coast of Scotland and we got married outside overlooking the Isle of Jura and it was so magical that when we were announced husband and wife even a rainbow appeared and we just (laughs) 
nature agrees with this union so it was it was pretty spectacular i've seen a photograph and it just looks utterly magical oh, we couldn't have wanted for a better day we got married at 11 in the morning and rob was having his afternoon nap by two so it was just perfect that's for my us. kind of wedding <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and i wore green as well which was I, don't, I just thought there was something quite lovely about being able to get married in, in a, a wild colour. And I later found out that green is the power, was the colour of healing, which yeah. kind of just, that kind of sums it all up, really. I love that. I love, I love everything about your story, and I'm so grateful to both of you for sharing it with us here. I feel like this is easily the most powerful episode that I've ever got to be a part of. Thank you. And thank you for everything you're doing. Where can we find you? How can we support you? Oh, goodness, thank you. Like, oh, God, croaky voice. There's a lot of emotion in the last last hour. Thank you so much for chatting to me today and allow me to share my story with you all. You can follow us on socials. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Moments of Sense and Style and also on Twitter at moments underscore hello or just drop me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And I'm coming to Lincoln shortly to see a friend. So if you guys are around, I'd love to buy you both a coffee or come say hi and give you a big hug. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. No one ever comes to Lincoln. I'll be there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Show notes, as always, are at meandorla.co.uk forward slash podcast 49. And there you will find links to Moss's website, to their Twitter, their Instagram, how to get in touch via email, everything you could need. I'm also going to stick a link up there to a website for Headway, which is a UK brain injury charity. They have tons of great information for patients and for carers and for anyone who's got any questions about traumatic brain injury. It's a great place to start if you would like more information on anything that's come up today. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.